0: Welcome to the Five Week Linguist Show. If you want to learn a language or you teach a language, you've come to the right place. Join Janina each week for tips, resources, and advice for making engaging language learning happen anytime, anywhere. Welcome to the Five Week Linguist Show. This week we are talking about the, we're talking about the five C's, right? We've been talking about the actful standards. We have communities, I'm sorry, communication, which is at the center. We want to communicate in a new language. We have comparisons, right? Where we're learning, we're comparing our language to other, our target language, and we're comparing cultures to find the similarities and the differences. We have connections where we're using language to learn about other things while we're learning a language at the same time. We have culture, which is another episode we'll talk about next week. And we have communities, which is basically using language outside of the classroom and being a lifelong learner. If you're you're an independent learner or you're aspiring to be an independent learner, you know how to do that. But I, I wanted to share some really practical ways to... To talk to people, to connect with people in another language, and some 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 ways that I really hope that that you find useful and can adapt if you're to to your own needs and your own situation. My number one tool is iTalki. I absolutely love it. Um, basically, you know, there's lots of tools out there like like it, I think, where you can connect with native speakers, but italki I is the only one that I have experience with. So that's what I'll talk about. I love them. They're friends of mine and they're friends of mine because I think they're fabulous. So we kind of, you know, we've, we've talked language a few times over the years. Um, I love what they're doing. Bottom line is they have some language exchange on there and they they, they produce some content, but they're also connecting people with native speaking tutors. It's just amazing. Um, you can be talking to somebody on the other side of the world in the next half an hour. And if that intimidates you, don't worry, just go do it. These people, the teachers are trained and sympathetic and they will help you get through the lesson. Don't even worry about it. Um, it is a fabulous resource. I've not used their language exchange resources. However, I, 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 I think that there's a, a whole way to connect with people that you could do language exchange where you do some of your language, they do some of yours, um, they do theirs, etc. You guys, you, you switch off. But another, another form to do that is uh, an app called HelloTalk. And I think HelloTalk is really quite, I think it's really good. I really like HelloTalk. Um, I, I would first gravitate towards italki because I know that I can, they have these great scheduling tools, and I know I can connect with Speaker X from this at this certain time. I can find somebody really easily to connect with, uh, and I can pay. So if I don't want to do the language exchange bit, because I'm not a huge fan of it, I like it, but I'm time poor. I don't have a lot of time to do language exchange. While I do enjoy it, it's if I want to practice my language skills, I'd prefer to pay someone and they be the tutor. Or they have the teachers and the community tutors. But Hello Talk is fab. They have all kinds of great little resources. They have an app for the phone. It's fantastic. I love it. The next way to connect with native speakers that I think is... I'm going to talk about a couple of social media, actually three different social media platforms, um, because I think... They all sort of offer the same thing, potentially, and I think it can be really useful if you're shy. It's a great way to start out. So Facebook has groups, and and I know that you can find a group where people practice practice language, in them. And I I think that there's people that do lives and they do all kinds of, there's just really interesting way to, to get, not just get input, but to be able to type your comments. I think that's really a powerful thing because you are, you don't have that pressure that you would when you're speaking, but you're still communicating and connecting with other people. So find a Facebook group. I really like Instagram for that same reason that I said last, that it can be really intimidating to go and have a conversation with a native speaker. But you can comment. You can find accounts that are teaching languages or that are authentic, if you're pretty advanced, on from your target language culture. And you can comment. You can listen to the lives, their Instagram lives, just like you can in Facebook um, and you can get a lot of input from the comments as well. So I think if you're if you're not inclined, if, if you feel shy about you know really getting in there and practicing with a native speaker, I think it's it's a really nice place to start and to get some input. And I also think that so I mentioned um, Instagram and Facebook Live. Um while it isn't a social network, I I love YouTube. It's one of the biggest search engines in the world and it's just a, amazing resource for for languages, right? So getting using language outside being a lifelong learner, right? You can have all that access to language and again you can practice and comment. Interestingly, on YouTube. You can even make your own private channel and they have all kinds of great settings. You don't have to, you know, you can definitely control what people see, but I think it's really interesting what people have done. I, 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 I know a Spanish teacher who, from Spain, who really introduced me some years ago to the idea of, she had all these playlists. So she she curated all of these materials to show her students on playlists. And I know it seems really obvious now, you know, this was more than 10 years ago when I saw this, but I just thought, wow, this is so clever. So she's got her own library there of materials and you can organize them any way that you want. And I also really like about YouTube is that you can... Send it to private if you want, but you can record yourself, right? You can record a video of yourself using the YouTube live function and talking in your target language. And while it may be mortifying to do it and mortifying to listen to it, do it once a week and you will be astounded at your progress and, you know, do it every week for three months or even give it just a month, you'll be if you're studying, you'll be astounded at how quickly you progress. And back to those italki videos. Any if you as long as you get permission, of course, you can do an italki lesson and record it, you can do it in 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 any of those tools, if you've got, you know, all those tools are becoming more and more into um, intuitive. So you know, I think Google Meet, I think they're getting rid of Google Hangouts, which I used to do a lot of italki lessons in. Um, You know, Zoom, Skype, all of these things, you know, you have to have a plug in to record on Skype, but they all seem to be sort of, you know, copying, you know, know, using however you want to put it, um, improving features and having similar features, I'll say that. And they're more and more intuitive and easier to use all the time. You know, it was really clunky the first time I tried to record a Google Hangout using a YouTube Live. Now you can do that on Google Meet. Then you have a video that share that saves to your Google Drive, and then you can put that on your YouTube channel. So all of your practice sessions, and you can keep those private. And I think a really fun way to build community would be to invite learners or your language exchange partners to to all get on a live and do some kind of practice. What a great thing to do without ever leaving your home to connect with speakers of other languages. You know, maybe you do English for half an hour and then you do you, you know Russian, your target language, whatever that is, and then you can split the video into two things and then you've you've got listening later. And you can even Give that to a native speaker. For example, let's say I did a lesson in Russian. I can then give that to my Italki teacher, or someone who's a native speaker, and tell me tell me what errors you heard. It's a great way then to get some corrections that come naturally out of the things that you say. So I haven't talked about any of the in person ways that you can um, build, you know, use that community. You know, enter new communities because and I've done that for a reason. i I really think some of these things are are changing. you know it's unthinkable to me now, you know, I think twenty years ago, being able to so easily connect with a native speaker and 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 be looking at them face to face, practicing languages was really difficult 20 years ago. It was impossible. You had to be in the same place geographically. You could do phone lessons. You could do phone exchanges, but that wasn't so easy. Scheduling could be clunky, time zones. You couldn't see face-to-face. But none of those things are barriers now, right? Um, one last word I wanted to talk about communities. Um, this is the most, the cleverest idea or the the that I, I've heard and I loved it. And it's really simple and it combines a lot of the things that we've talked about. And it's gonna look different for all of us, but I I wanna share it with you. So Ellen Joven, part of our polyglot community, smart woman, Harvard grad, lives in New York City. And she called New York City her language lab. I loved that. I love that, you know, this multicultural city, and she's referring to that as her language lab. And she would talk about doing Pimsler, walking through the park, doing some Pimsler, and then, you know, practicing her languages at these different places that she would go. So to the bodega or to a Korean restaurant or wherever it was, whatever it was that she was doing and actually practicing. Now, I know that we all, you know, our communities are all completely different, but I think that those are some really powerful takeaways that um, we all don't live in a community that's going to be like New York, right? We might live in a really rural area where there's no one around us, much less someone who speaks a different language. But I think, I think the takeaways are fantastic that think about, think about how you can enjoy yourself, right? Get some pleasure from languages and what people you can connect with in doing so, right? So Ellen did the walking and the, you know, that setting aside time and and being focused and doing her lessons. And then the practical bit practicing with connecting with people, talking to people, going to restaurants, going into stores, talking to people on the street, right? So you might not have that, you know, Manhattan bit where all these different languages and cultures, this amazing melting pot, but what's available to you, right? Could you get your YouTube channel and go connect with somebody in Taiwan? Could you make a community of people who are who are meeting up at the same time every week and practicing languages, right? How can you connect with other people who speak other languages? So if you have some other tools and places where you connect, right, you you are part of a community that learns languages and that communicates in other languages, please let me know in the comments below. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Five Week Linguist Show with Janina Klimas. Join us each week here and visit us at reallifelanguage.com reallife language blog for more resources for learning and teaching languages.